Hey, Mama. If you are a mom and are tired of the wash, rinse, repeat burnout cycle of motherhood, this podcast is for you. If you feel lonely and isolated in your motherhood journey, this podcast is for you. If you feel like you have completely lost your identity since your babies were born, this podcast is for you. If you feel like every other mom has it together except for you, this podcast is for you. My name is Amanda, and I'm a life coach dedicated to teaching every mom the tools she needs to liberate herself off the back burner. I am living proof that a woman can be present and loving to her kids while also being a whole ass person outside of being that kid's mom. The secret? Learning when to say fuck it. Happy back to school week. I don't know if your kids have already been in school. I just have my own schedule to go off of. So this is our first week of school. Happy fucking back to school week, guys. (laughs) Oh, man. It's been actually it's been not that rough of a week. It usually is way like more just more (laughs) than it has been this week because dance usually starts the same week. Um, But dance doesn't start until September 11th. So school for us out here, usually um, like before it really, it didn't start until like after Labor Day or one year they did like the Thursday before Labor Day. And I was like, are you kidding me? What is the point of this? (laughs) So this is the earliest that our schools have started here in this particular Wisconsin County. Um, I'm not mad about it because, you know, it's rough being an entrepreneur working, um, from home, you know, don't even have to be an entrepreneur, just working exclusively from home with your fucking kids home at the same time. So I'm not mad that they're back in school. I say good riddance. I love you dearly, but good riddance. And I'm also so excited for summer to fuck off. I'm really tired of boob sweat and mosquitoes and humidity. I'm fucking done. Uh, Really looking forward to fall. I've got my fall um, wreaths out already. So you may not know this about me, but I'm a really big wreath person. I have a wreath problem, especially with Christmas wreaths. You guys, (laughs) if there's like a wreath addict anonymous group, probably I should join, but I won't because I am not mad about my wreath addiction. (laughs) I don't know what it is about them. They're just so like, they bring me so much joy. So already have my fall wreaths out, drinking my pumpkin spice, but not my Starbucks pumpkin spice latte because Starbucks still has not created or come out with a dairy-free pumpkin spice syrup, the pumpkin spice syrup that they put in their famous PSLs has dairy in it for some fucking reason. And for some fucking reason, they haven't come out with a non-dairy uh, variety. So, you know, if someone from Starbucks is listening to this podcast, can we please talk about this? Because I love pumpkin so much. (laughs) 
I'm happy with my apple crisp oat milk latte that you guys rolled out last year. Thank you for that. It's delicious, but I would love the pumpkin spice. You know, that would be great. <laughs> um, are you guys pumpkin spice people? I know it's like such a basic bitch stereotype and I don't, whatever. If it makes me basic, it makes, it makes me basic. I'm here for it. Okay. It's just delicious, but let me know if you're a pumpkin spice person. Let's let, I'll make that the, uh, the Q and a on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, there's like an interactive, like, uh, section for each episode where like, I, you can respond to a question. Usually I just let it be the, um, the typical, like, what did you think of this episode? Um, but for today it's going to be, are you pro pumpkin spice or fuck pumpkin spice? And if you're a fuck pumpkin spice, I don't understand you, but it's okay. It's okay. We can just be different people. Uh, and I'm really excited to break out sweaters and sweatshirts and just hoodies. And I want to be cold so that I can bundle up and be cozy. And it got me thinking of um, different like clothing styles, because when I was a teenager and like in my young 20s, um, I actually had a pretty eclectic fashion sense. Um, and then motherhood completely just like stripped that of me because <laughs> I got so like burnt out and tired. And I was just like, I'll just grab whatever uh, is comfortable and available to me. I don't care what I wear. Um, and so I had thought for a while that that was just like a, a phase of my life where I was, where I had a unique like style to my clothes. Um, and so I just got curious about that this year and really it started like this time last year. Um, and so I started like trying new things on, you know, instead of just grabbing a bunch of leggings and like whatever for tops, I, I started really like paying attention and like being curious and, and pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Um, and, you know, come to find out, I actually do still have a, a fun fashion sense. Um, and so that was, that was fun to rediscover that about myself. But the way that I got to that point was by like, uh, trying different styles, right? So you see something on a mannequin or in a magazine or people don't really read magazines anymore, I suppose, but like online or someone on the street and you're like, Ooh, I don't know why, but I kind of like that. Like something's like attracting me to that vibe. Like I kind of want to see, like, is that for me? And so you go to the store and you, you know, buy your version of it. You, you try it on and you see like, Hey, does this, does it look good on my body? Does it fit my body? Does it feel good on my body? Does it feel good for like the person that I am or the person that I want to become? Clothes can be such a great way to help us step into uh, the next best version of ourselves. If we're in a, a season where we're, you know, we're growing, we're wanting to grow and expand. Um, but you can't just rely solely on changing the outside to, in order to like facilitate 
change and growth on the inside, right? You can start there. Um, you can use it as a tool to help get you to where you're going. But if you rely solely on that, you know, you're, you're truly just like trying to, <laughs> you're trying to, well, what you're trying to do is get a specific feeling, right? You like want to feel more empowered. And so you go out and you buy clothes that look like a, a woman who is empowered. And you are trying to get that feeling of empowerment through your clothes. Or we do this with affirmations, you know, or, you know, um, sayings and stuff that you can put on your wall. Um, and it's kind of like a, it, it's a bandaid really. It'll help you fake it. Um, while you're hopefully doing the inner work to actually get that feeling for yourself. But if you're not doing the inner work to actually get that for yourself, that feeling, because external things can't actually give us our feelings because our thoughts create our feelings. So if you are wanting to feel more empowered and you're trying to get there through a, a certain style of clothing, um, you're not ever really going to get there because you're not working on the thoughts. You still have all of the insecure, shitty thoughts about yourself on the inside. And so those clothes, they can only hide you for so long. Someone is going to come along and have like a, a criticism of what you're wearing just because that's just what human brains do, right? We're all so different and we're not everyone is going to agree with everything that we do. And the moment that happens, you crumble because all of your shitty insecure thoughts are still there. And that one criticism just like completely smashes the, the facade, 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 good grief, facade. Um, and all of those insecurities that were, that were there, they were right there at the surface. You just had like a lid on the pot, just boils over. Right. And that's actually such a great way to tell if there's like where there's work that needs to be done is when you feel defensive. And this is something that I learned from Brooke Castillo and she's just so fucking brilliant. And, um, because you only get defensive when somebody touches on an insecurity that was already there. When someone touches on a thought that you already had about yourself, that's when we get defensive. That's when we get our feelings hurt. Um, and ever since I learned that concept from her, it's been such a useful tool for me, uh, just to spot like flags whenever I get defensive, it's like, Ooh, there's something there that I need to work on. What is it? Um, and the way that we know this is true is the example that she gives is like, so if you are a person who has brown hair and someone comes up to you and it's just like, you know what? I am so sick of you. You have this just like audacious, like in your face attitude with your fucking blue hair. And I just can't stand it. You wouldn't like get defensive about that because you'd be like, what are you talking about? I don't have blue hair. My hair is brown. Like you're just obviously confused. That's not who I am. 
So when we get defensive, it's because there's a part of us that believes whatever uh, of whatever part of what they're saying about us is true. Otherwise, we wouldn't we would just be like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not who I am. But I see new moms do this thing with parenting styles as well. And I did it too. And I think it's like really normal, um, especially for new moms to just, you just want advice, right? It's, there's so much responsibility on your shoulders and it's totally, totally normal to ask for advice. I am never, my message here is never to, uh, tell you like, oh, don't take anybody's advice ever. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm ever saying is you reach a point where you've gotten enough advice and now you need to think about all of the information that you've gathered and make your own mind up, make your own decision up, make your own decision up. Jesus Christ, make your own decision. <laughs> um. I think it's a problem when we as moms are trying on different parenting styles and we, we let that be our identity, someone else's parenting style. We let that be our own identity because we don't know how to create our own identity instead of using it as a tool, like instead of just borrowing their parenting style to use as a tool to figure out what our style is. For instance, when I was a brand new mom at the young age of 22, (laughs) I had read in a book, I think it was the what to expect, but I can't be sure. I read in a book somewhere that you should be consistent with feeds because newborns are really sleepy, even if you have to wake them up. And even throughout the night, like make sure that you, I think it was like, every four hours through the night or or three hours or something like that. Um, even if you have to wake the baby up. And so I was like, okay, okay, I'll do that. Um, but it never really made sense to me. Um, because it, I was just like, this seems extra (laughs) pretty sure that like food and eating and nutrition is a part of like the very basics of survival instincts. I'm therefore, I'm pretty sure she will let me know when she's hungry. (laughs) And I was also like, and what did Jesus's mom do? Like, I kid you not guys. That was something that I used as like, just to, to help my brain, like figure out what I wanted to do whenever I, uh, you know, found a new parenting style or learn something new I wasn't supposed to do. You know, I always brought it back to like, okay, what, what would Jesus's mom do? And not in a religious way at all. Just like people back then with the, they did not have anywhere near the information that we have now. And yet, I mean, she raised Jesus. So like (laughs) pretty sure that she wasn't like waking up in the middle of the night and waking him up to feed him. Like, and Jesus was fine. He didn't starve to death. Like he was totally fine. Um, and so then I just decided to say, fuck it because I, it just didn't feel 
right to me. It wasn't, it didn't like vibe with the type of mom that I was figuring out that I was, if that made sense. Uh, and also I just really did not want to do it. I was tired and exhausted and I was like, fuck this. I hate it. (laughs) And you know what? My kid didn't starve. None of them starved. They're all fine. (laughs) But it just, you know, it just went against my instincts. And so, you know, it's just an example of how I was, I was looking for advice and I found a parenting, like, uh, piece of advice or parenting style. And I tried it on. And then I was like, you know, this just isn't for me. I just got rid of it. Just, nope, that's not me. And I just went on with my life after that. But I see women ignore their instincts and their own ideas of how to parent their kids (laughs) all the time. I see working moms shaming themselves for the amount of screen time that their kids get. And they always quantify it with, okay, I know this is horrible, but like whenever you hear yourself say that, I want you just to start taking notice of when you're saying that and what it's about, because there's shame there. If you have to quantify like what you're doing or a choice that you made or a decision that you've made with, okay, like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but like, just, just recognize it. Just start with recognizing it. And write it down in a note in your phone or in a journal or whatever, just so that you can like have that at the top of your brain and be like, okay, what is this really about? (laughs) But the same is true for moms who use the drive-through as dinner once or a couple times a week because they're fucking exhausted and they're busy or, um, moms who choose to bottle feed or to co-sleep or just anything. I see all of that. And then I also see all of those kids turning out just fucking fine. (laughs) The kids who have way too much screen time and the kids who get to watch one hour a week, both turn out fine. (laughs) There's no shame in like trying out different parenting styles because that's just a part of the process of figuring out who you are as a mom. But I just want to remind you that just because you like chose this one today does not mean that you have to keep it tomorrow. Okay. Don't force yourself to squeeze into a style that just like restricts you and it doesn't feel good. Like it just makes you crabby. Just like being in Spanx all goddamn day makes you really crabby because it's just like trying to mold you into something that you're not. Okay. And so if you, I want you guys to look at your results that you have right now. Are you happy? Do you like the relationship that you have with your kids, with your partner, if you're partnered? Do you, do your rules feel good to you? What are the reasons for doing the things the way that you do them? Do you like your reasons? If you're partnered, does your style of parenting match your partner's or are you all fighting all the time? Look at your results. And if you like them, great. Keep doing what you're doing, no matter what anyone else is telling you. And if you don't like your results, ask yourself why. And if it's because you're still holding on to 
some parenting style that is just, it's not working for you. And you know that it's not working for you because you're fucking miserable. It's okay to be like, Hey, you know, this isn't working. Let's just get rid of it because trying on parenting styles and trying on thoughts, it's all just like trying on clothes. Something that fit you and made you feel amazing five years ago. Maybe it doesn't suit you anymore today. That's okay. Just fucking throw it in goodwill. It doesn't have to mean anything about you. It doesn't have to mean that like you failed at parenting because this particular parenting style didn't suit you. Okay. It it's the same as just like, it's the same as your clothes. Stuff isn't going to fit you forever. And some things might, you know, we all have that, our favorite hoodie that we've had for like 10 years and we're never getting rid of it, no matter how many holes it has in it, because it's our favorite. It just feels like home. Keep that. Always keep those ones. But you need to be your own anchor. All the advice out there changes so much because our culture is so information saturated. And we can't forget that. Like before the internet, we only had like access to the ideas and opinions of the people who were immediately in our circle. But now that we have the internet, we have a whole global worth, (laughs) a whole globe's worth of opinions and information um, and points of view. And that's such a beautiful thing, but it's also like very overwhelming and it can get very confusing and very easy to lose yourself in it. The only way to filter all of that information is to know exactly who you are, because then you can always check it by asking, okay, is this an integrity with who I am? And if it turns out that you are a different mom than everyone else in your kid's class, you won't be bothered by it if you're your own anchor and you won't start second guessing yourself and wondering, wait, am I doing it wrong? Because you don't have blue hair. I love you guys. You got this. Let me know if you're a pumpkin spice person or not. And if you're not like, why? Because I think it's the most amazing thing ever. And please leave a review of the podcast if you're enjoying it, or even if you're not enjoying it, let me know what would improve your experience here. Um, Apple Podcasts is really big on reviews. I'm pretty sure Spotify, you can do reviews as well. Um, You can also do reviews on Google. You can search my company, Fuck It Mothering. I have a business page. Leave a review. Let me know what you're loving and what you're not liking, okay? See you next Sunday. Are you living your one wild life to the fullest? You're not? Why the fuck not? What are you waiting for? The time to live is now, mama. Do not wait until your youngest is in college. Let your dreams hire me for an hour so I can explain how I can help you achieve any goal in your life. You've put yourself off long enough. It's time to pour into you. The link to schedule your 60-minute complimentary consultation is in my show notes. Join the community of Fuck It Moms by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Fuck It Mothering. That's fuck without the U. So F-C-K-It Mothering. 
Make sure you subscribe to my channel so you never miss your weekly encouragement. And please rate, review, comment, and share. All of these things help with the algorithms so that way when other overwhelmed moms are looking for encouragement, they can find me. Every month, I give away one of my favorite books and a Starbucks card to a lucky winner. All you have to do to enter is write a review or tag me in social media when you share an episode. See you next Sunday, gorgeous.